0: Hello all. Today we are going to learn UI fundamental. Typography. Let's start. We engage with typefaces and fonts on a near daily basis, and you're doing so right now. Understanding typography language is essential for communicating about user experience design. A detailed understanding of how typographic concepts function in relation to UX design is beneficial. The ideal typefaces and fonts, combined with good implementation, can have a significant impact on readability and emotional impact. The incorrect typographic choices have a negative impact on the user experience. Typefaces Typefaces and fonts are frequently confused as identical twins, although they are not. A typeface is similar to a parent, while a font is like to a kid. Historically, printers created fonts out of sets of metal letters, characters that were all the same size, weight, and style. Fonts with similar designs are grouped together to form typefaces. Understanding the different types of typefaces available, the moods they can produce, and what they're best for is crucial to properly utilize type to create amazing user experiences. There are anywhere from 5 to 8, or more, different types of typefaces, depending on who you ask. It all depends on how you deconstruct them. Serif typefaces Serif typefaces have decorative strokes at the ends of letters called serifs. They're one of the oldest font types, dating back to Nicholas Jensen's Roman type in the 1470s. Serifs are a classic typeface that were popularized by early print periodicals. They can give users a sense of class, romanticism, and sophistication because to their lengthy history and widespread use they're ideal for a product or brand that wishes to project a reputable trustworthy and even formal image sans serif typefaces sans serif typefaces are those that don't have ornamental strokes at the ends of the letters while they appear to be relatively modern william caslin IV designed the first sans serif typeface caslin egyptian in 1816 They rose to prominence in print advertising and are frequently regarded to be more readable on screen than serif typefaces, but this is a point of contention. Sans serif typefaces are frequently regarded to lack personality in comparison to other typeface types, though this is primarily dependent on the context in which they're employed and the typeface in question. Script typefaces The most prevalent use of script typefaces is in logos, think of the Coca-Cola logo for an example. Handwriting and calligraphy are the roots of script typefaces. Script typefaces come in a wide range of styles, from very feminine and laid-back to quite formal. They're fine for headlines, titles, and logos, but they're difficult or impossible to read in vast blocks of text or at small sizes. Slab serif types. Slab serif types, which are bold, thick, and may have either rounded or angular serifs, shook up the entire typography world when they were first launched in the 19th century. Because their blocky designs were more eye-catching than typical serif and sans-serif styles, they were frequently utilized in early newspaper advertisements. Slab serifs have the disadvantage of being difficult to mix with other types, because of their enormous, block-like shapes, which can overshadow neighboring type. They're also best suited to shorter chunks of text, like headlines and titles. Display typefaces. Display typefaces are a mishmash of styles that are far from modest. Because they draw inspiration from a variety of typefaces and font styles, show typefaces can be used for almost any occasion or type of design. They first appeared during the Industrial Revolution and were most commonly employed in posters and commercial printing at the time. Display typefaces are often used in headlines and titles in current UX design. They're not recommended for body copy, because they're difficult to read at small sizes. Monospace typefaces Monospace typefaces, such as typewriters or MS-DOS, or typefaces like Courier New, have letters that all take up the same amount of horizontal space. This is in contrast to other types of typefaces, in which each letter has its own proportional spacing based on the character's real width monospace typefaces are easier to scan than proportional typefaces and they're frequently employed for programming since they make it easy to discover errors however they are less readable than proportional typefaces in general handwriting typeface a handwriting typeface like script typefaces imitates a person's handwriting they're usually highly informal typefaces that should only be used for creative flair Handwriting typefaces are ideal for representing a person's signature, for example, on an email newsletter signature, or for brief headlines. As phototypesetting techniques became available in the early 1950s, these typefaces increased in popularity in the mid-20th century. Throughout the 1970s, they were widely employed in advertisement design. Font Consider your outfit to help you grasp the difference between a font and a typeface. A typeface is a style of clothing from a specific designer such as a dress pants or shirt a font on the other hand is a certain clothing style and size in a nutshell a font is a typeface with a specific weight breadth and style individual sets of metal type were used to print pages in the early days because they were made of metal each size and weight required its own set of characters known as kinds font weight The thickness of a stroke on a certain typeface is referred to as font weight the fonts range in weight from thin also known as hairline or light to black heavy with several weights in between font weights in css can range from 100 thin to 900 heavy black the most prevalent weights on the other hand are bold and regular regular fonts regular fonts are the most emotionally neutral fonts and most types use them by default They're a cross between thin and bold fonts, thus they're good for long text portions with a lot of reading. They can be used for things like headlines, though they aren't as prevalent. Bold fonts are the most widely used font weight after normal fonts. With darker and bolder strokes, they stand out from the surrounding text. They're great for adding emphasis where you want to attract the user's attention or in headlines because of their capacity to stand out. When choosing strong typefaces for emphasis, be careful not to overdo it. If you try to attract attention to everything, you'll wind up drawing attention to nothing. Bold isn't the only way to draw attention to text. Italic fonts can be used in the same way, albeit they are more subtle. They should, like bold typefaces, be used sparingly for emphasis, perhaps a few words or sentences at a time. So, what exactly are italics? Italic typefaces, also known as oblique typefaces, have a slanting or script-like appearance. They're often used for titles of movies, books, and plays, among other things. Underlined text. On the internet, underlined text is most typically linked with links. As a result, its use for emphasis has fallen out of favor, as it can be perplexing and frustrating for visitors who attempt to click on what they believe is a link but receive no response. As a result, for emphasis, it's better to use bold or italic typefaces. Strike-through is something you're probably already aware with if you've ever gotten a test back from a teacher with your answers crossed out in bright red. This writing style is normally not used for material that is supposed to be read, though it can be found in a few places. The first is on marketing pages, where this method is frequently used to emphasize discounts or promotions by crossing out the full price or replacing a term with a better one. The second case is when a text repair is done and instead of deleting the wrong information, authors will utilize strikethrough to keep it visible for the sake of transparency.